I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 67. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. For Season 11, we'll be talking books and scolay. Both will feed your mind and your spirit in your daily service and circus. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the Scolay Sisters podcast, where you'll find camaraderie for the classical and Charlotte Mason homeschooling mama who's seeking to learn and grow as she's helping her children do the same. Five Ways My Life Was Changed by Cindy Rollins When you're starting out homeschooling with a bright-eyed little five-year-old, a toddler tagging along, and another on the way, you eat up the stories of those ahead of you on the journey. What curriculum do they use? What is the most important part of a homeschool day? What should I be doing? How do you homeschool and do laundry and put meals on the table? When I was in that spot a few years ago, I had my mom who had homeschooled seven. I also had other local older moms who let me browse their bookshelves and ask them questions. And then on my computer screen, I had Cindy Rollins, whose ninth child was only a couple years ahead of my oldest child. She was about to graduate her oldest, and she was funny and smart and real. A few years ago, she took down most of her blog. Blogging and having archives about your kids when they are adults is tricky business but her essential morning time posts are still available. She also occasionally writes for Circe and is the host of their podcast, The Mason Jar. And now she's the author of a homeschooling and mothering memoir, Mere Motherhood. Order it now if you haven't already. In honor of the release of her new book, I wanted to share five ways that reading Cindy for all those years changed my life. One, I read books hard books that I had never heard of before. I might not have ever heard of these books if it had not been for Cindy Rollins. For a number of years, she hosted or participated in book clubs for books she wanted more homeschooling moms to read. Because of Cindy's prodding, I read Norms and Nobility, Poetic Knowledge, Leisure, the Basis of Culture, Ten Ways to Destroy the Imagination of Your Child, Towards a Philosophy of Education, and Desiring the Kingdom. In fact, Were it not for Cindy, I would likely have persisted in my anti-Charlotte Mason ignorance. After all, Charlotte Mason lived in the 1800s. Nothing good came from that century, so therefore she couldn't be worth reading. That was my logic, but Cindy's continual pairing of CM and classical, when neither the classical side nor the CM side acknowledged the other, ever, finally wore me down and I gave Charlotte Mason a shot. For that alone, I will be forever grateful. Reading Norms and Nobility woke me up to the shallowness of my initial idea of classical education, and it gave me a new, richer version for what that education was supposed to be. Not only did I learn that this book existed from Cindy, but my understanding of the book was aided by all those who participated in her online book club. 2. I saw that living life with lots of people was messy and beautiful. Of course, I knew this from growing up as the oldest of seven myself, but at the time, in my early 20s, I was high on idealism, thinking I could figure out the way to do it better. 
I was sorely tempted by the visions of everything perfectly in order and color-coded schedules. I thought I could set things up so that everything would just sail along smoothly. Cindy's take always acknowledged that life unrolled not according to plan, and that that was okay. It might be a muddle, but we can muddle through. What's required is faithfulness, not perfection. I remember the day that Cindy included a line of poetry by T.S. Eliot. Dreaming of systems so perfect that no one will need to be good. I read it. I read it again. I felt like I had just been punched in the gut. Systems so perfect that I wouldn't need to be good was exactly what I was searching and working for. Ouch. That convicting thought knocked me off my horse, and it took a while to figure out how to get up again, but I am so grateful for that blow. Three, I included poetry in our homeschool from the beginning, and I doubt it would have occurred to me without Cindy Rollins. Cindy not infrequently quoted poetry in her posts and encouraged young moms to read poetry to their children. I purchased a number of children's poetry books based on her recommendations. I'm not sure the thought of memorizing poetry would have occurred to me, but it appealed to my young English major self. It seemed the sort of thing that I ought to do. After all, I was an English major and all that. So we read poetry during our couch school. We memorized poetry during morning time. And our lives have been enriched because of it. Four, I started homeschooling with morning time and have had the faith to hold on even when it was hard. When I had a non-cooperative eight-year-old boy, a rambunctious toddler, and was so tired because I was pregnant, I really wanted to give up on morning time. It felt like a slog to get started. Sometimes it felt like a slog the whole way through. I felt like I was trying to corral a circus and not introducing anyone to anything true or good or beautiful. We could have taken that year off and started back up the next year, but I am so glad I held on. Holding on proved our priorities to myself and to the kids. Singing and scripture are actually more important even than math pages. And though there were terrible, horrible, no good days, the good days were bright spots of surprise sprinkled throughout, and they made it all worth it. When I heard a little voice singing holy, holy, holy in a corner, I knew it was worth it. When the kids would use a word in a conversation that I knew they'd picked up from our memory work, I knew it was worth it. When we had spent at least 30 meaningful minutes together in the morning, I could lay on the couch and count it all good. Morning time has been Cindy's gift to us. 5. I met Brandy and Dawn in the comments of Cindy's blog. Cindy Rollins' comment section could be a hopping place. Real conversation happened there. There was discussion. There was disagreement. There were embarrassing typos. I wrestled with ideas and sometimes was difficult. But the conversation remained kind yet meaty. Through all that conversation, I made good friends. Brandy and I began to email after years of being comic companions at Ordo Amoris, and now a week hardly goes by that we don't chat, thanks to Voxer. And not only were we finally able to meet in person, but I have even been able to meet another dear friend I met on Cindy's blog, Dawn Garrett. We've learned and grown a lot over the years, and Cindy helped us stay on the right trajectory. Thank you, Cindy, for putting yourself out there for us young moms.
it made a difference. And now it's time for this season's simple sanity saver, scolay. Scolay is the Greek word from which the English word school is derived. However, it's translated as leisure, as not at work. This contradicts our customary metaphor of school as a student's job, as well as our typical reason for pursuing school, economic advantage. The older vision of school was completing a person, of holistically growing and maturing until he was competent and complete, fully equipped, not for the marketplace, but for all of life. How does that vision of education look different from the modern in the day-to-day? It makes a difference in both what we teach and how. A scolae-oriented education favors the arts, not necessarily the technical angle, but the enjoyment angle, as well as language. It favors attention to the real world around us and immersing ourselves in a creative pursuit. Science itself is taught in a wonder-filled, attentive, self-forgetful manner. Scolae is not just for students, but for ourselves as well. When we build scolae into our own lives, we are giving space to personal growth and development, not for our economic advantage, but for spiritual and personal wholeness and well-being. If you want to learn more about scolae and adding scolae to your own life and your home school, then check out my other podcast, Scolae Sisters. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool audio blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. Follow the links to this episode and find the freebie and the book links. On a technical note, if you're using Apple Podcasts and this feed is still mixed up after our January site merger, unsubscribe and resubscribe and it should be good to go. Thank you. Education starts with humility. So, repent, rejoice, repeat.